award-winning author Gary Lansborough is back with another book, We Didn't Think It Through, a book that's being released in the first week of July 2023. Gary, your award-winning book, The Boy from the Mish, was a funny and heartwarming queer indigenous novel for young adults. And now you're back with a new book, We Didn't Think It Through a book in which you're exploring another theme, the juvenile justice system, through the story of your main character, Jamie Langton, who ends up being caught in the justice system through no fault of his own. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, the character of Jamie is very much inspired by a few young Aboriginal boys I'd worked with through my own work, uh, working with them in juvies. It seemed, you know, very common that that a lot of those boys that were there were just there because, you know, an opportunity presented itself and they just made the wrong decision at the time. Uh, you know, most of those boys haven't, you know, gone out looking to do something wrong. And it was just this moment where where a decision was made that, that landed them there. So, yeah, Jamie's very much inspired by a few a few real, real young boys who I'd worked with. So your character, Jamie, ends up getting caught in the system just because he happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong company. It is the way that uh, many young people actually find themselves trapped in this justice system. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like in the book, what happens is they steal a car spontaneously um, because the opportunity presented itself. Yeah, that's just definitely the kind of common thing that I've come across after working with a few of these boys in juvie, that they were just out, you know, having fun or they were just bored and trying to find something to do and just one bad decision has kind of changed the course of their life. That was really the, you know, the crime of opportunity, the wrong place, wrong time, was something that I really wanted to, really wanted to explore in this book. You said that uh, in the course of your work uh, with uh, the juvies, you come across uh, this kind of situation. How often do you come across these scenarios? I guess, you know, through work, um, I had to run a program at one of the juvies in, in Sydney and a lot of Aboriginal boys, uh, I was really surprised at the amount of Aboriginal boys that are in, incarcerated in those places. When I've met these kids, you know, they're not that different from me. You know, I had a very kind of similar childhood to a lot of them. I look back at my own teen years and I think there were definitely a few nights where if I just made a different decision or if I if I decided to, to go one way instead of the other, I could have very easily ended up, you know, doing these things or or presented with this crime of opportunity. It really, for me, it feels like it was all, you know, my decisions that I made, you know, thankfully kept me out of there, but it really could have all went wrong so easily. And I think that's the, the, the message I was trying to kind of hit on is just how easily it can be to to make that wrong decision and to and, and the, the effects of that decision and how they, they lead on into the rest of your life. Yeah, these are crimes of opportunity. And, uh, but one thing that has to be also mentioned is uh, the over-policing in some communities, uh, situations whereby minor incidents can easily spiral into major issues just because of over-policing or the way in which the justice system approaches uh, the issues, including even elements of racism. Yeah, exactly. I've had, you know, after releasing my first book, I've had and you know, incredible opportunities to speak in different small communities around around the country, but a lot around New South Wales. Um, you know, I've visited regions that I would normally go to, and, and I've heard about the the way 
uh, I'm thinking of one particular place in in my mind um, where I went there. There was a lot of poverty, but there was also a lot of over-policing. So, you know, a lot of kids were being followed around who were just out riding their bikes at night, um, you know, being followed around by the police, just waiting to waiting for them to do something that they can arrest them for. And, yeah, I think that what I really wanted to hone in on in the book is is how the, you know, not all police, but some police, you know, have these racist upbringings or, you know, these, these stereotypes that, that have been ingrained in their head from, you know, the older generation. And if you look at an Aboriginal kid or, you know, a black kid with dark skin walking around at night, riding their bike around at night, and they're expecting that they're going to do something wrong. So they... They put more police there and they, they watch them closer. And, you know, Aboriginal kids get pulled up for you know, much more minor things that a non-Aboriginal person would be, be let go for. So I really wanted to learn the relationship between Aboriginal people and police in this book as well. Yeah, over-policing and racial profiling are issues that rear their ugly heads every now and then in the news. But going back to the youth uh, you interact with in your work with Juvies, what is their reaction when they suddenly find themselves caught up in the system, especially after circumstances beyond their own control? How, how does it change their lives? Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I guess, you know, I've met a variety of different kids have a variety of different attitudes towards what they've done. I guess, you know, the most common thing for me is, uh, you know, they just felt bored or they were just following their friends or, you know, they were just having fun. And it wasn't, you know, whatever they did was an accident. It wasn't meant to happen that way. Um, I think for the most part, they really just don't want to be, be in that situation again. They don't want to be, you know, locked up again. A couple of boys that I've worked with in particular, um, I found that they were just, you know, they'd had all these different youth workers or different support people come in and out of their lives and, you know, kind of like a revolving door. So when, you know, another person comes in, there's auto- automatic distrust or, you know, an expectation that the next person's going to fail them as well. Um, and I found what they really lack is, you know, an actual funded, committed support system through Aboriginal organizations in particular i think aboriginal prevention organizations are really underfunded and i definitely think you know having an aboriginal person coming to support you is is much more meaningful and you know there's an opportunity right there to you know make a little difference through connection to culture through positive role modeling you know through just a little bit of guidance and and there's a real gap that there's just not you know the funding there at the moment to to send these these really committed and passionate youth workers in. Um, so I, I definitely feel the inconsistency of, of support and the lack of the quality of support is a big factor in stopping kids from from repeating what they've done and, and ending up back into juvie. And you know, I'm also a very big believer that locking a kid up for doing something wrong is you know just locking them in a for however many months, six, seven months, I really don't feel like that's the right way to be helping kids because I've seen the institutionalization, the effects of institutionalization on the young person, you know, where they feel like that's that's their home now and, and they're really used to their routine and they rely on that routine. That's the whole stuff that we can avoid through properly funded and committed supports that will 
you know, that, that aren't, you know, being bound by red tape all the time. Now, Gary, as we're about to wrap up our conversation, any closing thoughts? Yeah, look, I'd just like to say, um, you know, the book is the, the first and foremost intention of, you know, my writing is to write an entertaining story. Um, you know, I want to write a story that can resonate with, with the with the young people that I write for. And if nothing else, I hope that, you know, a reader will enjoy the story, uh, you know, connect with, with Jamie, the main character, and, and you know, maybe learn something, build their empathy a little bit through, through connecting with Jamie and, I just hope that a reader will enjoy the book. Gary Lonsborough, thank you for joining us on NITV Radio to talk about your new book for young adults. We didn't think it through. You know, thank you so much for having me.